Welcome to episode six of the Capstone Simcast. I am your host, Heather Cole, and I'm joined by my co-host, Holly Stokely. Pre-briefing and debriefing were our two topics last week, and this week we are discussing the design of evaluation methods in the simulation setting. The healthcare simulation standards of best practice state that the simulation should include an evaluation of the participants, the facilitators, the simulation-based experience, the facility, and the support team. As stated previously, some of the elements discussed within simulation design are standalone healthcare simulation standards. So please note that the content covered today may also coincide with content from the participant evaluation standard. The first required element of evaluation is to determine the process of which you will ensure high quality and effective simulation based experiences. This includes adopting a framework to guide and tool development. And Axel, as well as the NLN, provides a repository of instruments and tools that can be used for student, faculty, and facility evaluations. Of course, these tools are specific to the needs of your scenario, your institution, and your objectives. During the design phase, it is important to determine if the simulation experience will be formative, summative, or high stakes, just like we stated previously, and communicates the, the decision with the participant. This will ensure that participants are aware of the expectations in the simulation experience. Note that there are specific guidelines associated with each form of evaluation, formative, summative, and high stakes, that can be found in the participant evaluation standard. It is important not only to obtain evaluation data from the participant, but also from peers and stakeholders in order to assist in evaluating a simulation program. At the Capstone College of Nursing, we currently have a faculty and student evaluation tool that has been converted into a Qualtrics survey for easy online access. This semester, a QR code is provided with a link for this survey that has been that has been placed in every simulation room and control room to remind students and faculty to complete the evaluation. Now, Holly, I know that this QR code will be a new way of distributing the survey this semester, but can you tell us how we used to distribute the survey? So in previous years, there were two different ways that we would ask the students to complete the survey. We would ask them to go to the computer lab where there was a quick link on the desktop, and we'd ask them to complete the survey before they left the building. I do know some course leaders have actually put the link for that evaluation in the Blackboard course so that students could complete it once they left or when they got home. Absolutely. And I think we put the that link within Blackboard, especially during COVID, because we didn't want students congregating in the lab and we wanted to make sure that they could access it at home. Um, but it did become confusing because you had to go through so many clicks. So do you think the QR code will provide a higher response rate? Oh, absolutely. Um, it gives the students quick access. They can scan it on their phone on the way out and complete it before they even get to their car. And for today's students, scanning a QR code is normal. They do this all the time. So I definitely see a higher response rate in the future. I hope you're right. Um, because at the end of the semester, faculty are provided with this feedback from the simulation experience. And then the Learning Resource Center actually reviews the comments related to the facility for quality improvement purposes. 
one of the examples that I always give is that faculty express the desire for compressed air to increase the fidelity, the fidelity for administering oxygen and suctioning um, due to students having issues reading the O2 flow meters. So during our building expansion, the request was made known and graciously granted. So now we have um, compressed air that we can use as a simulated oxygen as well as suction. Holly, can you think of another situation in which the results of the simulation surveys were heard? I can think of a couple. I know that we have been able to purchase Junos. Those are our low fidelity skills mannequins. And we've actually recently been able to purchase more due to feedback from faculty that we didn't have enough. And it would be easier to share them amongst all the courses to have multiples. And then we've also been able to upgrade our pediatric simulator due to similar surveys. Awesome. That is great. These evaluation surveys are definitely important and there is a lot there is a lot of information regarding participant evaluation and different types of participant evaluation that we'll discuss later in later episodes. Um, but that is all we have today about designing your evaluation methods. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to include them in the comments below or shoot us an email. And we hope to see you next week. Thank you for joining us.